David's peace does not last for long. He goes out to war. He wants to enlarge the kingdom. It was thereafter that David smote the Philistines and subdued them, and David took a place called Meteg Ha'ama from the possession of the Philistines. And they would no longer pose a threat to the Jewish people. He, although they stayed there, he cut off a lot of the roads between them so they were no longer to be able to be a united front against the Jewish people. He then went eastward. He smut Moab and measured them. What does that mean? He measured the Moabite soldiers with a rope, a measuring device laying them on the ground. He measured the length of two ropes to put to death and one rope left to keep alive. In other words, he killed two-thirds of the soldiers. He wanted to destroy its military force. The Moabites became servants and bearers of tribute, of taxes to David. David then smut a place called a person called Hadad Ezer ben Rechov, son of Rechov, king of Tsova. That was a kingdom in central and western Syria. When he Hadad Ezer attempted to extend his borders to the region of the Euphrates River by waging war. David captured from him 1,700 horsemen and 20,000 infantry. David incapitated all the chariots, but he preserved them from them 100 chariots out of the many hundreds that he conquered. Then Aram, Aram Damascus, the Aram Damasek, another Aramean kingdom in Syria, whose capital city was Damascus, Damascus came to assist Hadad Ezer, and David smut, smut 22,000 men of Aram. And actually, it's in this context that chapter 60 in Tehillim is composed. Where in the second verse, it says when he conquered Aram Tsova and Aram Naharaim. So he refers to that war. David smut, da, sorry, David installed senior officer, officials in Aram Damasek, and the people of Aram became servants to David, bearers of tribute. Hashem saved David wherever he went, even though he was waging multiple wars, often at the same time. David took the shields of gold that were on the servants of Hadad Ezer and brought them to Yerushalayim. From Beta and from Berotai, cities of Hadad Ezer, King David took a great deal of bronze. Okay, then Toi, the king of Hamas, Ham, uh, of Hamas actually, a city-state in the center of present-day Syria, heard that David had smitten the entire army of Adadezer, so To'i sent his son to King David to greet him and congratulate him for having waged war against Adadezer and smitting him, as Adadezer had been a man of war with To'i, with To'i, this guy, this king. So he was actually pretty grateful. So he sent a delegation to David Amelech. And in his hand were silver vessels, gold vessels, and bronze vessels as gift to David. Those two, David Amalek consecrated to Hashem. In other words, he dedicated these gifts to Hashem. Although David does not build the temple, his son will. He prepares the necessary materials for construction, including an enormous amount of silver and gold. So, consequently, when Shlomo Amalek was building the, the, the Beit HaMikdash, the temple, all he lacked were building stones, because everything else he had, he even had wood. Now, 
this is the, David consecrated this together with the silver and gold that he consecrated from all the nations that he conquered, from Aram, Moab, Ammon, Philistines, Amalek, and Hadadezer, son of Rehov, king of Tzova. David established a monument, a memorial, upon his return from smiting the Armenians in the Valley of Salt. The, the Gay Melech. What's the Valley of Salt? In the south, near the Dead Sea. So he set up over there, and when he killed 18,000 men, he installed officials in Edom, in Edom's on the east, and all Edom, he installed officials, and all the Edomites became servants to David. And again, it says Hashem saved David wherever he went. David reigned over all Israel, not only Yehuda, and David performed justice and righteousness for the people. Like most kings, David occasionally served as a judge as well as a king, and he also engaged in acts of charity and kindness. And finally, at the end of this chapter, he names some of the main staff in David Amalek's kingdom. There was Yoav ben Sruya, his nephew, commander-in-chief in charge of the army. And there was Yishofat ben Achilud, who was the chancellor, who would present to the king the pressing issues that required decisions in various areas of government. In the book of Chronicles, we'll read about more of the staff. There was Tzadok, son of Achituv, Achimelech, son of Aviatar. They were the Kohanim. These were, they were from the two original branches of the priesthood, the family of Elazar, son of Aaron, and the family of Itamar, son of Aaron. So a representative of each. And there was Sraya, who was the scribe. Seems like a bit of a foreign minister who would engage with other nations in their languages. And then there was Benayah, Ben Yehoda, who was in charge of the regiments of the Kuretites and the Pelotites. Who's that? They seemed to be organized units of mercenaries, not Jews, who would serve as the king's personal guard. The Jewish people didn't have a permanent army, they just had permanent officers. Um, it's unclear where these guys came from. Maybe they came from the island of Crete. Or if the, the, and the Pelitites, the places were from Philistines, etc. And David's sons were senior ministers. David assigned his mature sons to various positions and they formed the core of his government.